Welcome to the Finer Things, podcasting from the private members only room at the Cigar Lodge in Akron, Ohio. I'm Lisa, this is Wes, and Hello. today's topic is confidence. Confidence. I don't, I don't know if Dolly Parton had a song about that, like I, I just had nine to fives pop in my head, like the way that she sings. <laughs> I am, uh, on today's uh, podcast, I am having a Tabic Tabak, a special from Drew Estate. It's a Drew Estate cigar. I, I like Drew Estate cigars. It's the Negra, so it's a darker one. And I will be having a snippet of Oban, Oban, however you want to say it. Oban. I, uh, I always enunciate more so than I should. It's a uh, 14-year-old single malt, a Scotch whiskey. So what do you got going on over there, Lisa? I have a Delicioso Cafe Cafe. And I'm pairing it with a Lagavulin 16. Yeah, I just, uh, mine just went out, so I'm going to have to relight my cigar. So how's your taste so far? It's really good. So I know the Tabak is a coffee kind of cigar. Mine is too, but they're very different kinds of coffee. Yours is more, I've had it before, it's more kind of an espresso would you say that's accurate? I like how I pick a cigar, and Lisa does my job for me. That's why she's a great person. So that what words the wise? We're talking about the finer things. When you have somebody else do all your work for you, <laughs> and then you just get to enjoy it. That's the key it's, to life. It's a good life. <laughs> Mine is also a coffee cigar. It's much sweeter. This is you dump a lot of sugar in your coffee. That kind of taste. I will. I will agree with my initial assessment. With the Oban, Oban, I'm always going to say Oban, so just, you know. It's Oban. Oban! It's like uh, there's a local private school called Hoban here. It's just yes. without the H. But the uh, a puff on this and a little uh, snippet of this. And again, I, I will say for the uh, loyal listeners here that I drink my scotch uh, neat. Always. I, I do not have uh, any, uh, I don't have any drops of water or an ice cube or a, a little club soda in it. But it's, uh, it's just neat, uh, unlike. Always. Always. I am a Scotch snob. I mentioned on the first episode that I went to Scotland earlier. Well, I guess it was last year, 2018. And I toured open. I did not make it to Lagavulin. Um, I learned so much there. And, you know, a few drops in your Scotch, a few drops of water can wake it up, bring different experience to it. But if you put ice cubes in there, you're creating an exothermic reaction, if I remember correctly, and it changes it in bad ways that you don't want. Please don't do ice cubes in your scotch. If you've got to, I'm going to try not to judge you, but... Too harshly. I am a scotch <laughs> too, snob. Too harshly. I'll judge you. I, I, like the, I like the exothermic comment. I mean, I failed high school chemistry, so that's pretty cute right there. And I, I never took it. As always, I, uh, I cut, I've got a V-cut on mine. I mm-hmm. use my uh, Calibri uh, V-cutter, as you can tell. It's a great little cutter. I can recommend it. And then, as always, I'll give a, a free plug to my Julius lighter, which you heard snap earlier. Very nice. But the Oban and the uh, 
my Especial. I, I will agree with the espresso tones. I do have an espresso machine, and I, I do enjoy the little shot of espresso. And this combination is phenomenal right now. This is It's a nice little sweet. Mm-hmm. It's got a little sugary taste. It's not too overpowering, um, but then it mellows out a little bit, and then the uh, oven just pops. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's very, very good. Very, very good. So I think I'm in for a treat today. So... And that, that's uh, very confident. It's a very confident treat. And that's kind of our topic today is confidence because yes. everybody everybody needs confidence. I mean, that's the key. You can't be too down on yourself or anything else like that. So what, uh, Lisa, tell me what, uh, like, what do you do when you wake up? You're like, because everybody, I mean, especially here in Northeast Ohio, we've got the, we're in the middle of the it's winter. It's dreary. It's dreary and everything else like that. And you just look around, you're like, oh, I mean, I, I don't, I do not want to attack the day. How do you motivate yourself and get you that confidence where you're like you know what boom we're going for it i am the kind of person that the second the alarm goes off i jump out of bed i don't hit that snooze button because i know it's too easy to give in and stay there way way too long i don't want to wake up four times i i don't want to wake up once but i've got to at some point to get my day started so the second that alarm goes off I'm out of bed, get started with my day, jump in the shower, have my glass of coffee. Now, as much of a scotch snob as I am, it's a hundred times worse with coffee. Is it like a a cup of scotch versus a cup of coffee? Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. That's funny. I, I don't drink scotch in the morning. I mean, it's got to be a rough morning there, but yeah. Yeah, I don't. So you just jump right into it and just attack it. That's the way to be. I mean, that's really the way to be. I, I, I do similar things there. It just depends on the of the day. Um, I don't hit the alarm too many times in the morning. I, I am guilty of that on a weekend, though. I may hit it a couple, but it's a weekend. I don't set the alarm on the weekend. Uh, I've got an internal clock that just goes off, and I wake up. I do, oh, too. But... Here we are. And, and, and given the dreariness, you're just like, okay, and... And part of that is, uh, you know, what you got going on in your job that day, or what you, if you got to do something you don't want to do. I mean, that all goes into it. Well, I mean, those are all considerations and everything else like that. You got to take into account. And people, people get nervous. It's a normal human reaction yes. for people to get nervous and be like, you know what? I, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I don't feel yes. like I know what I'm doing. I mean, that's a perfectly normal human reaction. Oh, a hundred times a day. I don't know what I'm doing, but I know that I'm capable of figuring it out. And so that, I guess that's where a lot of my confidence comes from, is that I can either figure it out or I know who to call. A lot of the times it's Wes, and I'll say, look, I'm having this issue. What do I do here? Sometimes if I think someone else is a better person to go to, I'm going to go to that person. And one of the best things that I ever learned to do in my life is just admit I don't I don't know this thing. Can you help me? And I've had people compliment me on it and say, wow, that you don't hear people say, I don't know something. That's refreshing. It is because everybody has this image where they think that if they admit that they don't know something, that's a problem. And that's not a problem. I mean, you have to admit when you don't know, because you don't know. I mean, nobody knows every single thing about every single thing. Even Neil deGrasse Tyson and Bill Nye, the science guy, do not know everything. Now, do they know a lot about physics and astronomy? Sure. 
Absolutely. But they may not know everything. And conversely, right. uh, you know, Lisa and I both know certain things about certain topics and but we don't know everything about everything. So that that's a good that's a good morale there is to just the first step is to say you got to admit what you don't know. And that's a big step. I think the first step is you have to know what you don't know and what you need to know. If you go into it with the mindset of I know what I'm doing. I know everything that I'm doing. You got a problem. You will not know one topic 100% as he brought up with the great physicists. They don't know everything about their particular area of expertise. And, you know, even in my job, I'm very good at what I do. I know what I'm doing, but I can't promise that I know every aspect. Right, and we can't promise anything because of our professions because we're both lawyers. So, yes. yeah, we, we <laughs> can't do that anyway. I know what I need to research. I know the questions I need to ask. And then I figure it out from there. That's the key. You've got to know what you don't know. Right. Well, and you, you've got to be cognizant of, of your heading into those waters and everything else like that. And that makes sense. Because you can go through and go to prom once and you're like, okay, I, I know what I'm doing. I've been to prom once. And then you have that general clue and then you go to prom again and you're like, okay, I got this down. And, you know, obviously it's just reps. It's just reps and reps mm-hmm. and reps and reps. And just that whole repetition and the more you do it and everything else like mm-hmm. that. And having that discipline. Uh, I mean, that because that confidence, uh, you know, confidence can come from various different aspects of your life. And the uh, discipline that will help. Uh, achieve that. For instance, you mentioned uh, just jumping out of bed. I mean, that's very dis- that's a very disciplined approach. Sure. And you know, when you have that dis- that rigorous discipline, that certainly helps. You know, I, I may not be disciplined per se in some things, but I will be disciplined in sure. other things. And you know, and you know, for me, confidence is I. You know, it, it, part of that's how you dress, how you walk, you know, how you carry yourself. Uh, you I know, agree. I mean, that's that's the whole issue of what's going on. I mean. Well, you brought up how you dress. Um, I've sat with Wes. We smoke cigars here at the Cigar Lodge all the time. And we've been talking about my son. He has said, you know, when he comes here, he needs to get a suit. When he comes to visit, he needs a nice suit. Because you don't see guys on the side of the road standing in suits getting arrested. ZZ Top has said, every girl crazy. About a sharp dressed man, and it's you know, true. There's, <laughs> and what is your? Do you want to share what your your son? Who your son is? My son is in the United States Marine Corps. Hoorah. He's currently training, almost. And I found out today that he's leading classes. He he's making me proud constantly. Lisa, just... Lisa's a very proud mom. She is uh she was worried. Oh my god. When uh her her son, her eldest son was going through the Marine Corps training. I mean and and we as Americans can understand that you know everybody calls 911 and when America needs to call 911, that's the Marine Corps. And that's mm-hmm. they these are the guys who are uh, taking a very specific oath and who will be put in harm's way and in in situations across this earth. I mean, conceptually, yeah, around this world. I mean, and you're we're from Northeast Ohio, and you know, obviously, Lisa's done a lot of traveling, but conceptually, to be in this area and know that he can go anywhere, anytime, any place, and have gone through that training um, because he, how long? I mean, that training was 
13 weeks right. and for I rem- basic training. And I remember that uh, you were uh, on ready alert when uh, he was going through, I think, was it, what was it called? Hell Week? Crucible. Crucible. See, I, I, I've not, I, have, I did not serve in the military, so um, <clears throat> I have to learn all these things. Yep. But, uh, but yeah, I remember, uh, I mean, Lisa's very proud of her son and everything else like that. And, and, I, and the more are. I talk with him, the more proud I am. He was telling me recently a story about some people that did not follow the rules and the consequences that it brought. And, you know, he's he has matured tremendously from the kid that I knew all growing up, all through high school. Just watching him take such pride in what he does and have that confidence that, yeah, I made it 13 weeks. I am in the United States Marine Corps. I'm getting promoted. Right, and so you witness someone who may not have had a lot of confidence. I don't think he did. And now he has a greater amount of confidence. Yes. And that's mainly because of what he chose to do. And right. He chose to spend his time. And, you know, that's, I mean, that's what it's about. I mean, he made a, a conscious choice. And he said, this is something that I want to do. Uh, you know, he had conversations with his friends. He had conversations with his family. And he had conversations with other mm-hmm. Marines. And then made a decision to... Uh, enter and take that oath and then complete ultimately complete that training and do and be commissioned as a uh, uh, as a marine because you there right so let's talk about two related things the first is cockiness that is not the same thing as confidence anybody in the world would not disrespect him for having a certain cockiness because he's a marine he does not carry himself that way and i'm proud of him for it he carries himself with the confidence that he knows what he's doing and he's going to be trained and he's going to be trained really well to do exactly what he should. And so it never comes across as being better than any of the other branches. I've got another friend that she was in the army and she was a recruiter and she said, I never really bought into the jokes about the other branches because all of our jackets they all say United States on them we're all have the on flag. the same top side and I'm getting uh, I just made my first ash here for my especial and it has not lost the luster with the open I mean this is still delicious and it's very very enjoyable so it's uh, I'm in for a treat here so this is working out very nicely and I not talked much about the Lagavulin. Um, a lot of people are familiar with it. If you watch Parks and Rec, it's Ron Swanson's favorite brand. He, I think a quote from him was that you either like Lagavulin or you're wrong. And, <laughs> you know, it's kind of true. It's delicious. That being said, the first episode, I did a Macallan. It's not my favorite. It's good. It's solid. I have nothing in the world against it. The Lagavulin has some peatiness to it. The peatiness comes from, it. it's called peat, and it's this natural... Yeah, what is peat? It, I think it's the, part of the soil, correct? Kind of. I think the closest thing we've got is like charcoal. It's sort of a natural product, and it's compressed over time, and you can burn it and heat things up. You tend to get, on the islands, there's a lot of peatiness. So the Ile 
not brands, um, regions, region, regions. Yes, because uh, you know, Scotch is made in different regions from Scotland, and mm-hmm. so that you know, you've got the Lowland, the Highland, the Speyside, the Islay, yeah. you know, the Sky area, you know, and the, those various different regions. So, so the way how they traditionally did it, you would put the barley on a big floor, and they turned it with a pitchfork, and that would dry it out after it's been activated by the yeast and so that kind of gets the fermentation sort of started but the problem is on the islands you're surrounded by water so it's not going to dry out i don't care how many times you flip it with a pitchfork that's why it's an island right right, right. i mean it's concept surrounded by water <laughs> isn't that why we call it an island so the problem is that you know it's never going to dry out you gotta have the you gotta apply some smoke and a little bit of heat. And that's where the peatiness in the flavor comes from. You're burning this peat in order to dry out the barley so that you can make your scotch. And it kinda imparts that flavor into it. And so a lot of the other regions they won't have a lot of the peatiness, but the Ely really tends to be heavy in some more than others. And then, and what Lisa's talking about, she's very confident in the way that she's talking about I it. Am. Because she knows what she's talking about and everything. It's like that. She has first-hand experience. And that's what really makes it... Yep. That's what brings a level of confidence. I mean, and there is a difference between cockiness and arrogance. I mean, arrogance is, is and cockiness kind of go hand in hand. But uh-huh. if you are confident... Um, it means you know what you're doing. I mean, and, and other people may not think that you know what you're doing, but ultimately you know what you're doing. And I, as far as uh, Drew, my, right. my Drew Estate, Drew Estate cigars are te- really, for me, quick-smoking cigars. So, uh, you know, this is a quick-smoking cigar mainly because of the way that it's uh, built and wrapped and everything else like that. Um, it's a dark wrapper. Uh, the filler is dark. Um, it is very delicious. It's... Uh, I, I would I would enjoy it. Um, it's from Nicaragua, so it has that nice little tone to it. But it is it is sweet, and you know, going back to your your boy, you know, as far as a new suit, you mm-hmm. know, one of the nice tricks, especially in this day and age. I mean, this where the time that we live in is just so great. I mean, the especially for guys, the easiest thing in the world to do, and this is what I do, is first you, you find your local tailor and or a dry cleaner mm-hmm. because a dry cleaner always has a a sewing service. Sure. Always. They'll put a button on, they'll put alterations, the whole yep. nine yards. And really what you do is you go to like your uh, big box stores and you get yourself measured. And it's free to get measured. Mm-hmm. There's no fee or anything else like that. And then once you get yourself measured, there are a ton of online services where you can get your clothes and that fit perfectly. I mean, especially Amazon, just as a plug. Um, when the website's up and running, we'll have a click-through link. That mm-hmm. way we get a piece of the action. So thanks for listening. We appreciate that. Yes. Uh, and then uh, what will happen is that you get those measurements once, and now your boy is, I mean, he's what, 19, 20? 19, almost 20. So he's got a little growing left to do. But after 23, 
you're yeah. probably done growing. You yeah. you probably know where you're at in your own physicality, right? Um, just because of physiology and everything else like that. And this goes for girls too. I mean, it used to be just guys get it, would have tailors, but there are a lot of <laughs> subscription services, especially okay. for women, that you can get your measurements. Especially if you've got a professional job where you need to wear, you know, nice clothes and everything right. else like that. I mean, you can get measured as far as a woman is concerned, and then you can do the same thing. Get, you know, you get these clothes, and the, the saying, the clothes make the man. Yes. I mean, that applies to just about everybody now. Clothes make the woman, too. I mean, makes you feel better, makes you have right. that that walk of, okay, yeah. I mean, I, you know, again, I'm an attorney, and I go to court every day, so I know if I'm in trial, i got to wear a certain suit. Right. I, and I and that's my suit. I mean, the first the first time a jury will look at me will be in a navy blue suit. Yep. It'll be in a navy blue suit, and then the second day it'll be in a different colored suit. <laughs> What's your tie color? Well, I, I'm I'm my favorite color is purple. Okay. So there's always some purple aspect to it, um, and that's just my personality coming through because that's that's my confidence. Sure. Is that, you know, I know that I like purple and everything else like that. So if I'm um, you know, talking to various different, uh, you know, I'm talking to the jury pool and everything else like that. Um, or if the press is there, you know, mm-hmm. I, you know, you get one of those things where I, I, I will always be wearing purple. I usually uh, have something. If I, if I could wear the same suit every day, I would, I would, if I, if that was within my ability to, in my wardrobe to wear the same, like wear a Navy blue suit, a Royal purple, uh, French cuff shirt, uh, and then, slacks navy blue slacks and then a purple tie with a uh, i do have a pocket square uh i would definitely do that yeah i mean that's I, I would wear that every day if my wardrobe allowed and women are very much the same you've got that one outfit that you know you look killer in and little black dress for most women yes yeah yeah you know you look good you you want to match your makeup and get it just right so that the whole look is complete. Um, certain amount of jewelry. I, you know, finer things I would recommend not go too heavy-handed on the jewelry. I tend to be more of a classic sort. Well, and that depends on the, the girl, too. I mean, if, you Absolutely. Got, if you've got some heirlooms, uh, that, you know, pearls that are heirlooms or diamonds, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, it's all personal and individual. I mean. Absolutely. And before I forget, speaking of uh, uh, jewelry, I'm wearing cufflinks, as I uh, normally do. But these were given to They're me nice. as a Christmas gift. These are actual uh, cufflinks that were made from a Macallan barrel. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, you know, they come in a match set, and then they had a certificate of authenticity. Uh, and they they converted a barrel, and they broke it up into pieces. And I'm wearing the cufflinks. I was that was, you know, not too far, far from the holiday season, but I got them for Christmas. And these are very, I mean, they're very nice. They're a square, and it's about maybe three quarters of an inch square, dark, dark, dark wood. Charred. Yep. They're charred wood, so it I means which is Scotch barrel would be. Right, and that's uh, you know, and that you know, even my cufflinks. I mean, I've got a set of cufflinks. I've got old cigar. I've got two cigar boxes that uh, uh, some uh, somebody has converted for me into uh, cufflink uh, holders, where I can mm-hmm. place my cufflinks and everything else like that. 
Yeah. So, uh, you know, that is going as far as clothes are concerned. I mean, that, that goes into whole, the whole entire concept of confidence. I mean, um, you know, the car that you drive, yep. the cigar that you smoke, the people that you hang out with. I mean, everybody talks about their squad or their group sure. or their friends. I mean, you hanging out with your friends gives you confidence. Yes. You know, if that, you've got the right friends. Well, even if you don't have them. Well, that's true. I mean, if you, if you have a good group of friends that care about each other, you, right. you're, you're, you're walking into a place and you're like, yeah, we, we, we know what's going to happen. We're here. <laughs> We're here. We're here. Everybody knows you're here and you just have that air about you. And it, it's not being cocky. It's not being arrogant, but it's that confidence where you're with your, uh, you know, I think the uh, vernacular is squad goals. Well, and I think the difference between cockiness and confidence is kind of if if you're cocky, you're looking at the world and you're like, come at me, bro. Come get me. If I'm ready. If you're confident, it's more, I couldn't possibly care what you think. I'm good. I'm so good. And you're being confident with your own self. I mean, yes. and that's very, I mean, that's the key right there is being confident with your own self. Because everybody has the their own pluses everybody has their own minuses everybody wants to change something about each I mean, themselves sure. i mean that's just again a natural human reaction um and just being able to be confident and knowing who you are i mean um i think cicero was the one uh who said i am the wisest of all the greeks for i know that i know nothing that sounds right and you know that whole quote implies that I know that I don't know anything, and I'm confident in that, and so I don't yep. have to. I don't have to pretend. Yep. I don't have to be anybody <laughs> that I don't have to be, is because that's that's who you are, and in with everybody's personalities, uh, especially in this day and age. I mean, what can you not do? Right. You can do anything you want, and there's very low barriers to entry to anything. Absolutely. So there's if you've got these low barriers to entry, where you don't have to worry about the costs. It's a little, I mean, everything costs hard work. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's what, as long as you're willing to put in the hard work and effort, then that'll give you the confidence. It'll right. be a process. Um, you know, not to get too deep into the subject, but there is a Bible verse. It's somewhere in Job, and I can't recall off the top of my head, but it says, though my beginnings are humble, so prosperous will my future be. And I love that verse. It's just... Yeah, I came from very humble beginnings, but I knew I want more than this. Started from the bottom, now we here. Yep. <laughs> I don't know that that's in the Bible. Well, there's Not a, that there's, phrase. That's, well, dude, that's uh, <laughs> from a song. I know that. So that's super funny. Yeah. yeah but in everybody's confidence level, I mean, that's the whole key, and it's part of the finer things of knowing yourself. I mean. I know that I like smoking cigars. I know that I like drinking scotch. Uh, everybody, I would venture to say that everybody that knows me knows those two things. I'm, yes. I'm not, <laughs> you have shared before that you've walked into court and they're like, yeah, we could smell the cigars on you. And I know that's happened with me before. I walked into court and they're like, yeah, 
I know you smoke cigars. You didn't have to tell us. Right, right. And it's not and it's not it's not an offensive smell. It's just one Well, of those, not to me. Right. And, and people I mean it's just one of the things that people know and that's part of your personality. And and especially with uh, I mean especially with your boy coming into his own, I mean you're witnessing him in essence grow up and gain that confidence. And because He's it, be- becoming an adult. I mean like a real adult. <laughs> Not one of the fake adults. No, 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 a real adult. <laughs> so, and and that's huge. I mean, and, it's and, massive. And to watch that transformation, I mean, it's huge for Lisa because then that helps her. It's got to help you identify things because you're you'll notice things and you'll be like, I never noticed that before uh, in myself. I only noticed it in you, but a reverse applying it to myself. Oh, well, that makes complete sense now. To be you honest, know. it's given me me confidence in a weird way because I raised him largely as a single mom and so I look at where he's gotten and it's like you know what somewhere along the way I did something okay I did not screw this kid up I didn't mess him up (laughs) or if I did it's minimal yeah you know he can recover from it he has recovered from it aim small miss small Aim small, miss small, and I mean, and as far as the fire things are concerned, I mean, the fire things as you go through life is there's a finer thing in anything, and you can find that and just derive enjoyment uh, from you know it can be very little things mm-hmm. and it could be very large things, and these concepts that we speak of, I mean, it's confidence. I mean, you know, uh, Lisa has gone through uh, some transformation i mean she she's uh, getting all these uh, licenses in various different states because that's the uh, practice that she wants to build i'm like it's unusual it's an i tell people my business model and either they instantly grasp it or they're completely baffled by it and there doesn't seem to be much of a middle ground to it but that's okay because i know that it's right for me so you know compliment it Criticize it, whatever. I'm going to keep going. And it's tough to have somebody say, I don't know. Like we started. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, that's the whole idea is that confidence level comes from, okay, these are the things I don't know. These are the things I want to know. So how do I want to achieve that goal and build that confidence to know the things that I don't know if I'm interested? Sure. Or if I'm, you know, currently at a certain place in life, but I want to know more, how do I get to the next level? Mm-hmm. And how do I build and continue to build that confidence uh, in what I'm doing? And and the hardest part is is to look in the mirror. I mean, that's oh my god. I mean, it's just my oh, oh my. Nobody likes. Nobody wants to do it. Nobody. Nope. Saw, I mean, <laughs> nobody says, okay, how did I screw this up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how, how how did I screw this up? <laughs> Except I actually do. I, the best lessons I ever learned in life are. Learn to love getting kicked in the teeth. If you can get to the place where you're like, bring on the next challenge. I don't know everything. I never will. Never. Cannot possibly hope to. Surrender is freedom. Absolutely. That. Surrender is freedom. Yeah. Because you know, I mean, that's, you know, I don't want to step on your toes, but that's the whole concept is that, you know, you have to surrender to yourself. I mean, you, you can't delude yourself. 
And, I mean, you can lie you to your, can. You, I mean, people lie to themselves every day. But every the, day. The people that I like hanging out with, they're not lying to anybody, and they're just like, this is who I am. Yep. It, it's raw. Yeah. Unadulterated. Well, you know, you talked a minute ago about smoking cigars and drinking scotch. From a female perspective, I smoke cigars and I drink scotch. I'm an oddball woman as far as females go. I love it. I'm not going to change that for anybody. This is what I enjoy. And so if I sell myself short in that aspect and say, well, I don't know, it might offend somebody that I smoke cigars or drink scotch. I don't care. Yeah. I enjoy it. it. You can't worry about offending someone else being who you are. I mean, there you know, there's some things that are you know, the golden rule. I mean, as long as you're applying the golden rule and you're not, you know, uh, mur- ra- uh, murdering and pillaging and raping and, you know, all that kind right. of stuff. But, um, I mean, if you're being true to yourself and you should, you should not have to worry about being uh, offensive to anybody else. And if somebody else is offensive... Or excuse me, if somebody else is offended, eh, you don't yeah. need them. I mean, people, especially in this day and age, people are very easily offended. And that, when that offense, they believe that they have the right to do something. That that means that I have the right to do this now. And that's really not the case. So would you say that confidence comes from being authentic? Yes. there. I mean, being yourself, that's, the authenticity definitely goes into confidence. Um because the, how else are you not, if you are authentic to yourself, then everybody will recognize that. You know where you stand in the world. Right. And it, and that you can't be budged from that position just based on somebody else's whims. I am here. No more, no less. Right. I know how to get more. And according to what I think I need to do, I can create a plan and go get that more for wherever, whatever that more means to me. Right. Does that mean going back to school? Does that mean getting a certification? Does that mean getting a promotion? Does that mean spending more time with your family? Sure. Getting a kid through the Marine Corps training? I mean, you know, all of those things play into it. I mean, those are all considerations that need to happen. Sure. And that's exactly what, I mean, so that confidence can come from any different place. So if you take a moment and open your eyes to the world around yourself, I mean, you can find confidence in, in many different things. But you have to have... <laughs> to a certain degree, you have to have the confidence to do so. You gotta look in the mirror. Yeah, and you, well, you, gotta, you gotta see what's not working for you. You gotta see what is working for you, and learn how to maximize what is working. And you want to make sure that you understand what's working for you. I mean, it's okay. Sure. If you, it's okay to try and fail. Uh, you know, it's okay. Oh God! To, it's okay Absolutely. to try and fail, and there's confidence in that. A lot of confidence comes from failure, like you were saying earlier. I mean, getting Get kicked in the teeth. Getting kicked in the teeth. I mean, every time I've been kicked in the teeth, I've walked out of there. Your first reaction is, I am angry. <laughs> you are angry and you're frustrated. Right. And then you look at it, you know, you step back for a minute and you get over the anger. You get over that frustration or the embarrassment. And I guess that's what I mean when I say learn to love getting kicked in the teeth. It's not necessarily the come at me kind of approach. It's more, I'm never going to make that mistake again. Right. I will, I learned from that. I'm never going to do that again. I learned from that mistake. 
I understood what I did. And then you objectively think about it and you're like, not going to do that again. Just like you said, I'm not going to do that again. And, All right, next. Right, next problem. I think Ari- uh, what, uh, yep. Ari- Ariana Grande says, uh, what, thank you, next? Yep. I believe that's a current popular song right now. I, my I pop, guess. My pop culture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like to listen to smooth jazz and those kinds of things. Amen. So, um, But the, for what it's worth, in, in music, I mean, even in music, like if you like to play the piano or an instrument, um, nobody looks at a violin or piano and just goes, boom. I know how to play it. I know practice. how to be perfect at it. It's practice, practice, practice. I mean, and then you come for that practice, and then somebody go. You go to a dinner party, and then somebody says, "Hey, do you mind uh, playing the piano?" You bet. And you're like, "Sure, no big deal." Yep. I mean, I, I can't say that. No, nope. I, I can't even play chopsticks. No. Nope. <laughs> so, uh, but now that being said, if you're at a dinner party and Billy Joel is there and he's gonna play on the piano for a moment or two yeah he has the confidence and the ability to sit down at the piano and just whatever well i mean to a certain degree confidence is also if you're at a dinner party with billy joel step back let the man do what he does right you're not better than him (laughs) i I have long said i will never be adolf hitler and i will never be mother Teresa. i'm gonna fall somewhere in the middle of those two extremes and you know Maybe my name will carry on to my grandkids. They'll know who I am. After that, I'm not leaving a legacy. And well, I'm okay with that. Well, grandkids aren't that far off, so we'll find out. Stop. <laughs> Stop with that grandma nonsense. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But that'll be a topic for another program. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, and, you know, especially when you evaluate your daily life and you determine, okay, this is what I want, you know, this is who I want. I am. I mean, first you got to figure out who you are, and that's and that's so hard because it's ever it's so hard. It's ever changing. It's I mean, here today I am this person. Today and the next day you might not be that same person. And you know, I'll say this: I think a lot of the problem comes when you don't believe that you're ever changing. Your circumstances are not set in stone. I don't care how bad things are going right now; you can change it. You're not dead. You can change it. Keep going. Have that faith in yourself that you can pull it together. You don't know how, but you're going to find a way. Always bet on yourself. Always. Always. Never hesitate on yourself. I mean, that's, you know, that'll lead to the the confidence aspect. Uh, You just always bet on yourself. And it's scary. I mean, it's terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. But you were jumping out of an airplane and you were building the parachute on the way down. On the way down, you're stitching. Okay, I have a story that's almost literally that, but yeah, that's for another time. I mean, you're stitching it together and you're thinking to yourself, I I don't know if I can do this. Well, you're going to figure out a way. I mean, you're going to figure out a way, or you're not. And if you, you know, it, it goes back to the old adage that, you know, some days the bear gets you and some days you get the bear. And having that attitude of, okay, we're going to, like, you jump out of bed, yep. away we go, and here we go. I mean, that it comes down to that kind of attitude. I mean, and, and your attitude can always change. It's the, it should never be poor me. No. It should never be poor me. It should be, okay, I here's the mistake that, here's where I'm at. I've looked in the mirror, and, then yep. we, and if you can get over that step of looking in the mirror and being like, oh, I do not like what I see. Yep. I do not like what I see. 
then you're like, okay, what do I not like? I mean, and that's a big deal. I mean, that's that. I mean, and these are not overnight concepts. No, these are not overnight concepts. I mean, we everybody will still work on this. I mean, uh, you know, the people that I look <laughs> up to are always evaluating themselves and looking at themselves in the mirror and being like, oh. What do I not like today? Yep. I mean, do I not? What do I, what do I not like today? And then you see that, and you're like, okay. What can I do differently? What do I need to do today to take that first step? Take that first step. I literally look at myself sometimes, and where I came from, I have no idea how I'm an attorney right now. I just knew that was the goal. I've wanted this since I was very little, and. I put it off too long, but I got there, and I got there through sheer determination, and I had a stretch where it was just, I have no idea what's going to happen in the next five minutes, let alone the next year, or two years, or ten years. I can't predict that. All I know is i got to keep moving forward, or I'm going to get stuck here, and I'm going to get stuck here forever. And I don't want that. And you don't like that feeling? No. It puts that little pit in your stomach. Yeah, it's not a little pit, but yeah. It gives that little feeling, that uncomfortability. Absolutely. It makes you a little uncomfortable, and everybody should be a little uncomfortable, and then that makes you move. And I was fine embracing that uncomfortability rather than the discomfort that I felt staying stuck in the situations that I found myself in. I would rather move forward knowing this is going to be difficult. This is going to be almost impossible, but I'd rather tackle it than give up. Right. Yeah. Don't give up. I mean, you know, that's, that's the, uh, that's the dime store version. You know, you can't give up and, and, and Lisa's right. I mean, you've got to, it's hard. It really is hard to look in that mirror. I mean, it, I, nobody likes doing it, and nobody enjoys doing it. I mean, that's for sure. So, um, I mean, that's the whole idea is you don't want to give up, and you don't want to um, ever have that feeling. Because once you have that feeling of giving up, then, yep. you know, what, now it's okay to be, I like where I'm at. Yeah. I wanted to be here. This is what I wanted to, this is how confident, this is my current confidence level. Sure. I, I wanted to be here. And when you look in that mirror and you're like, yeah, I'm okay with that. Oh, I love where I'm at. I'm not done. Not by a long shot. And that's your journey. Yep. That's your journey. Yep. So that's the, that's a great, that's a great place to. So maybe we helped, hopefully. Always. We always help. And you know that. So again, uh, thank you for listening to the Fire Things here. Podcasting. Not live. At the private members room of the Cigar Lodge in the beautiful city of Akron, Ohio, even though it is dreary in January. It is beautiful. That's just not, you know. And if you have any questions or comments, feel free to uh, follow us. Uh, My Instagram is at Jet Set Lawyer. And I don't have an Instagram. (laughs) I'm working on it. Lisa's figuring out her social media. And until next time, enjoy the finer things.